Namaste, friends. You are listening to Impact India, a podcast that deep dives into the epic stories of social impact leaders and innovators across diverse sectors in India. This podcast is brought to you by Cause Artist, and I'm your host, Jasmine Rain, social entrepreneur and director of Hotter World. You can connect with me on social media at Jasmine Rain. Each episode, we're exploring the challenges, successes, and opportunities within social innovation in India and helping you become a more conscious consumer in the process. So without further ado, let's jump into our episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Impact India. Uh, Today is actually very exciting because... Um, as you may or may not know, um, I am one of four co-founders of an incredible organization called the Sustainable Travel Network, and we've just gone through a, a pretty transformative shift in terms of what we're looking to accomplish in the tourism industry in India. And I thought it'd be wise since we just kind of let our, our members know and have you know provided access to new members uh, to new organizations to join us, um, that it'd be a good time to talk about you know what that's looking like. Why we actually started the ST, why we started STN, and also our goals moving forward with this year. So today I'm interviewing one of our four co-founders, Mrs. Kelsey White, who is actually a very, very dear friend of mine, hailing all the way from small town Alberta, Canada. Um, she's actually been in India for oh, like on and off for like five, four years. And um, we actually met through running experiential um, learning and travel programs with an organization called Operation Groundswell back in the summer of 2018. Kelsey comes from an incredible background of facilitating um, specifically with experiential learning opportunities and experiences and, you know, has been uh, leading tours all over India from Ladakh to all the way through uh Himachal, Punjab, um, where else have we been? Delhi, uh, doing incredible programs um, based on uh, topics such as gender and religion to um, education on uh, the Himalayan experience. So I think that's a good way of summing it up. Um, so today I thought it'd be awesome because we're both sitting here at Hotter World. She has been uh, an incredible, incredible asset and value to uh, my organization as she's been leading our our tour operations for the last two years and has really been a pillar in the foundation that we've built, um, not only with Hada House, but with our growth into Hada World. So, Kelsey, welcome to the show. Hi, Jess. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, it's completely normal to be nervous as soon as the microphone is on. Absolutely. Great. <laughs> and you know, it's funny. I mentioned recently in one of the episodes that I, when I, when I launched season two, that I'm usually more nervous interviewing people mm-hmm. because I'm always interviewing people that are just, I, that really inspire me like yourself. So sometimes I get nervous and I'm like, Oh God, am I asking the right questions? And that's something that I would love to, like if people are listening and are interested in kind of like launching it on launching out to do their own podcast, like, please hit me up. Um, again, you can uh, connect with me on Instagram at Jasmine Rain. Um, and ask me, like, what it's like to interview amazing people, because it's totally nerve-wracking, but you work through those challenges, and that's kind of what season one was all about. Um, but today, 
we're going to be talking again about sustainable travel networks. So our goal with this organization is basically to break the silos that are present in the industry. There are so many people working to create the future of travel here in India, but are, are working completely independently without having the right connections. Um, they're not, no one's talking to each other, which is huge. I think with any industry, like if we have silos, there's absolutely no growth or collaboration really happening because everyone's working independently. And uh, today we wanted to really dive into some of the challenges um, that we've seen to, and which, what led to launching SDN. And basically it's it's been about a year, I think, yeah, just, just a year now since, you know, myself, Kelsey, and our two other co-founders, Hamanju Shekar from Delhi Bicycle and Jen Fanucci from Big Pick Travel, uh, we all sat down to kind of discuss, uh, you know, what do we want out of, you know, creating a kind of organization, like an umbrella that brings all these impactful leaders in the in the tourism industry together in India? So from that initial conversation, you know, a lot of a lot of stuff came out of that. You know, there there's so many challenges that we're facing that are very unique to India and South Asia, actually, in general, that, you know, are, are not necessarily seen in other areas of the world in, in the context of tourism. So when we first sat down, you know, our initial thoughts were to kind of, you know, have small events where we could like engage leaders and travelers and education. But then we realized, especially, you know, the four of us kind of working out of the Delhi area, it's really hard. It's like pulling teeth to get people to come out and engage in these conversations. And there's also amazing people who are doing this type of work, such as Kunzum Travel Cafe and, and various organizations. And we're really all about collaboration over competition. So we wanted to find a way to bring everyone together. And what that led to was us actually launching the organization with an annual event called the Tourism Shella. So we had the Tourism Shella for the first time last year. It was a one-day event that brought together 60 sustainable tourism leaders from across the country. It was absolutely incredible. We did not expect we, we honestly we did not expect the diversity that we saw in that room. Um, people hailing all the way from Bangalore, Bombay, um, Uttarakhand, Himachal, uh, the um, the Northeast even, and you know it was the energy and the synergy that that was prevalent in that room was just absolutely incredible. And what we did at this event is we uh, the first half of the day was speaker sessions that were led by various leaders um, from various organizations, and the afternoon was a hackathon where we actually put um, all 60 leaders into groups where they actually had to use design thinking to come up with solutions to some of the biggest um, challenges the tourism industry is currently facing. And that was everything from like cultural preservation to, you know, the idea of selling poverty, gender equality. Absolutely. That was a huge topic. And I think one of the most powerful ones, I think, at the Tourism Shallow, because there were so many female leaders, which was incredible to see coming together um, and having both, you know, um, the, uh, a man and woman's perspective into that circle brought a lot of a lot of cool um, concepts to the table. So, uh, and then with the results of the hackathon, we basically took all the information that they came up with and created the STN manuscript, which is an ongoing document that we update annually, which will basically be updated after each tourism shala, which occurs every September now in Delhi. Um, and that document basically outlines the 10 challenges that we uh, were looking at, um, you know, our initial thoughts around them, um, you know, 
digging into the roots of those issues and then coming up with solutions and actual actionable steps that people could take both as, you know, a travel um, tour company or a hospitality um, chain or guest house hostel as an independent traveler, um, basically actionable steps for every single stakeholder within the tourism industry so that they could actually help us create the future of travel. So um, the first edition went up in December and that's available at sustainabletravelnetwork.com. Um, and we're really looking forward to seeing what comes out of this tourism, Michelle, and we'll get to that a little bit later in the episode, since it's going to be a little bit of a shift this year, since it's going to be taking place over an act a full weekend, um, as well as World Tourism Day at the end of September. So um, today, you know, we, we're also keeping in mind that we're both we're both foreigners. We're both we came to this country as travelers and have, you know, really we've done a lot of individual inner work to really understand, you know, how we play a role in tourism here. And then, you know, what it looks like from a traveler's point of view, as well as, you know, stepping into a leadership role within the industry, you know, our impact and our responsibility and how we hold ourselves accountable in, you know, pushing the industry forward. So Kelsey, I'd love to hear, you know, when you first came to India compared to now, like, what are some of the challenges that you find like you were introduced to that you didn't really realize possibly that were that were problems? And, you know, how have you kind of reconciled that individually, as well as in your work, both with Operation Groundswell, um, Hotter World STN, as well as individually in, in connecting with other leaders? Yeah, for sure. Well, I think that first off, as you had mentioned, we're both foreigners. And so um, one of the biggest things that I feel coming into and working in the tourism industry in India is this huge amount of privilege that I am able to do the work mm -hmm. that I want to do, that I'm passionate about with the people that are also passionate about sustainable travel um, in a place that is a country where I'm a guest. Um, and there are I don't think there's a lot of places that a person, a foreigner, could feel so welcomed, could feel so um, included and so part of the conversation. Um, so that's a big thing to recognize up front. Um, and I think that the biggest difference between when I, I first came and started doing this work in 2017 to now is... Um, feeling a lot more agency over the experience in India. And um, you get so many people who are coming in and traveling in India for the first time, young women especially, who are just so bombarded with all of these stereotypes about traveling in this country and how it's not safe or uh, not to be alone or whatever it is. You know what, we all know what the stereotypes <laughs> are, unfortunately. Um, and it's been such a journey with that narrative specifically um, to, to empower these individual travelers to see India as this complex, diverse, multifaceted space where and there are times when you feel more safe in Delhi than you do in your home city or vice versa, anywhere, like anywhere you go as a woman, just like feeling that narrative, we're, we're told that narrative over and over again. Um, and so being able to um, let these young women, these young foreigner women know that India 
is welcoming with wide arms um, for whatever experience you are willing to take from it has been has been huge. Um, and my own travel in India has changed over the course of the last four years as well. Um, I would say that I'm a lot more bold in the choices that I make, sometimes to like a maybe not, <laughs> maybe not the best degree. Um, but I, I am able to take uh, a lot of, uh, I mean, the color of my skin allows me a lot of advantage of traveling in this country. Um, and then on the flip side of it, I'm just so grateful for that experience um, because I have nothing but positive praise um, in terms of that. Um, other challenges would probably be the fact that as a tour guide, as a tour leader, we interact with so many passionate people all the time. And you were talking earlier about one of the main reasons that we started STN is this, this huge division of communication within the travel industry. If you're in adventure travel, you're in adventure travel. If you're in luxury tourism, you're in luxury tourism. And there's just this huge gap of people who aren't talking to each other. And so as a, as a guide, when you're planning out your storyline of your tour and wanting to get the best kind of morsels, you're going to organizations, you're going to companies, you're having conversations about what they're doing, the work that they're doing, and trying to bring that into your tour somehow, there's not a lot of crossover between one company to, to the next. And so it's all of this work, like I remember in 2017, just trying to Google something somewhere in Rishikesh, like I was looking for something really specific and I couldn't find it. And then the difference now being that it, a friend told me where to go to find that. Um, and it was just a matter of being here for that amount of time, knowing the right people who know, who are part of these conversations. And I think that was one of my main motivations for coming on board with STN because allowing there to be this space where all of these wonderful tour operators in India are working together, are functioning as part of a team who may be working in different parts of the industry, but they're still going towards the same goal of sustainability and social responsibility and social enterprise, that kind of thing. Um, I know that for myself as a, as a foreign tour guide, that would have been a huge resource for mm -hmm. me to take advantage of. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's really powerful. And, uh, like one of the major themes I always hear whenever you speak about your time here is definitely the concept of community. Mm -hmm. Like that, that's really what is so needed. And that's really what's I'm finding is becoming more and more embedded in what we're doing because we all realize it. Like I remember even, you know, even uh, listening to Hamanshu talk about his experience in South India recently and feeling just so isolated again because he had gone to, well, India is like, it's like 40 countries. Vast, and, yeah. large. Yeah. We know nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just so it's huge. It's just huge. And, you know, to hear, you know, someone who's just so passionate feels so small in his work just due to the various issues that 
every state, every city, every town, every village is facing um, because they're all so unique. Um, you know, coming back and feeling so demotivated. Um, and I, I think it just brings back that it's like, yeah, that's, that is, that's why the core of this is all about community because if more of us are talking to each other and we're coming together to build a resource, build a database, build out the directory that we're currently working on so that travelers and, you know, international uh, tourism operators, ITOs can have somewhere to go to find what they're looking for so that they can build programs and experiences that actually feel transformative. Because I think that's another thing is like, so many people come to India because they're missing something. They don't know what it is. And, you know, every, you know, there's that saying that like, I'm going to India to find myself. And it's like, I get it. Like, it's silly to say, but like, I get it at the same time because India has something to offer that you can't really find anywhere else. And I don't know how to describe it. It is totally intangible and it's, and it almost seems impossible to grasp. And then you get here and you feel like you're finding it, but you're not able to describe it. And but at the same time, you're experiencing things that don't need to happen just because of the impacts of tourism. And then you need to navigate that. And then you go back so conflicted and don't know how to absorb everything that happened. And then you kind of just let it go. And, you know, uh, what we've really talked about, too, in uh, like recent meetings is, you know, how do we help travelers absorb what they've learned and what they've experienced and reflect on it when they get home and like almost building out a curriculum of what that could look like. Uh, and I, I shouldn't be saying this on the podcast. Someone's going to steal this idea. <laughs> if you steal this idea, we're coming for you. <laughs> but that being said, you can collaborate with us. Yeah, uh, please do. Because it is, it's so powerful, it, that, that reflective period. And I think that should also be instilled in what organizations are offering is the reflective aspect as well, like within the organization. Because members of, of, of various sustainable travel organizations they don't even think about reflecting on like, wow, look at the good or like, look at the impact that we've made so far. Like, let's keep going. We're like stuck in this thing of like, we're not doing enough, we're not doing enough. And then being, and then we're so demotivated by what's happening. Well, and that's the easier thing to see, right? We're always so much more drawn to the negative or the challenging that we, it's so easy to forget the positive. It's so easy to forget what we're grateful for. Um, and also, I wanted to hit back on the point that you made about having these impactful tours. Like, you can go anywhere and have a run-of-the-mill, ordinary travel experience. And with globalization, with massive amounts of increase in tourism globally, you get the same products, the same restaurants, the same everything, regardless of what country you're in. Mm. And, and it's, it's so vital and so important that we lift up these travel organizations because they're are so many travel organizations here in India who are doing good work on the ground who just need a way to find their client, to find their travel. Yeah, like they just aren't able to position themselves in the market. It's literally like, and that's another thing that we've discussed as well is like, how do we help these organizations get to the next level? It is helping them through the marketing and branding and storytelling aspects as well. And, um, 
you know, that's something that, you know, I currently offer individually through Sanjan and Rain, just a little self-promotion there. Yeah, sanjananrain.com, check it out, because I do do a lot of brand storytelling for impact brands, because it is a very unique, uh, I don't even know what the word is, it's just, it's, you're competing in a mainstream market, one, regardless, because you have to compete with everybody in, in your niche. Um, and then on top of that, you need to be able to tell your story and you need to make sure that your story is coming across in a way that actually connects meaningfully with the audience that you're trying to connect with. And, you know, I, I feel like with, with sustainable tourism organizations, they're forgetting that, you know, they're, they're thinking like, uh, we need to like connect with people who are conscious travelers. No, that's like, you can connect with mainstream tourists. They don't even realize what they're looking for. Like, there's so many people who, you know, come to this country and are just thinking, like, I'm going to just do, a, like, whatever Golden Triangle tour. And then, you know, the most impactful experience for them is, like, visiting somewhere like Shiro's in Agra. And they didn't even realize that something like that is actually what makes it a transformative experience. And then they go back and they reevaluate how they want to travel. So we have to think about how do we position, like, all of these incredible impact brands in a way that targets both both the niche of like conscious consumers and conscious travelers, as well as travelers who are not even aware of the impacts and educating them in a way that's accessible. Um, so the brand storytelling aspect is a huge part of what I do uh, in my profession outside of Hotter World. It's also what we do a lot in Hotter World. And it's what we're trying to bring to SDN because marketing is obviously, uh, you gotta do it. You gotta do it. And um, of course, if we're looking at like, you know, small women's organ like organizations in like the Northeast who possibly don't even have access to Internet and their websites like 10 years out of date, like how do they compete in a market when they are not even, you know, computer literate? So, you know, how do we also address those challenges? And like, I'm not even feel free to add to this, but I, I don't even know if, you know, just having you know, meetups and, and, and these, you know, bigger events is even the way to do it. We need to actually be working with, with these organizations one-on-one, -on -one, but it, it's so challenging to do that because there's so much work to be done and there's so many organizations all across this massive country. So, you know, those are kind of our goals. You know, we're trying to target that with our bigger events, but, you know, we have obviously a long way to go, but this is the beginning. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. We all have to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. And with the success of the Tourism Shallow this past September, it is so clear that this is an annual event that will bring together people who are really passionate about what they're doing and are passionate about what we're doing and passionate about those small women's groups in the yeah. Northeast who don't have access to the internet as well. And like, this is that threshold, that foundation, that from here we can build out to make smaller, more localized, more tailored impact dependent on who we bring on board. And that is that is the community aspect, right? Because far be it from any of us to waltz into a community and say, this is what you need. Whereas if we have you know, one member coming uh, who started their own tour company and they're coming to the tourism shallow, they're the ones who are going to bring it back to their community. They're the mm -hmm. ones who are going to uh, advise other organizations to join or share the manuscript, that sort of thing. And so we have to start somewhere. Absolutely. And uh, you just gave me a great idea, which I'll talk to you about after the interview. I feel like every time we talk about all of this, it, there's just 
more, we need to like start like a wish list of like mm -hmm. all of the things that we want to accomplish because, uh, you know, it's, it can also be very heavy. Yeah. Like I find like even we, like just, just like Amaju, like we totally get stuck um, because it's hard to think of where to start. But, you know, I, I think with just the tourism inshallah last year, that was an incredible start. And, you know, there's so many places that we want to go and we want to take it, but it is a start. So I think I think the best way to kind of transition into our next topic is to is to really like, okay, so we've started now. We spent, we basically spent, you know, from the tourism shala, which was, oh God, September 26th or something in 2019? 21st. 21st? Okay. Yeah. I'm real off. It was the day I got my braces on. <laughs> I was like really lisping my way through that, uh, that chat. It did great. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, individual challenges as you go through. Um, but that, uh, that was a great launch into what it could be. And the feedback was phenomenal. Um, and, and, there, and we had some really great critical feedback as well that I think is uh, uh, in terms of how to kind of implement things moving forward um, that was really, really powerful. And what's been so beautiful is we basically spent that time until now strategizing, you know, the next steps because we were like, holy shit, like there, like there's so much we could do with this. Like the interest we like, you know, we obviously were hoping for 60 plus um, and to be honest, we didn't think we would have it until like the second week of September when everyone registered. Um, and in that time, you know, we kind of went offline and, you know, we apologized to our community for kind of leaving them hanging in a way because we did have big plans. But, you know, as four leaders who run businesses in tourism, you know, trying to move forward uh, with, you know, your own project as well as a, a passion project. Well, I mean, all of our projects are passion projects, let's be real. It's, it's hard. It, and I addressed this back in the, in my episode of navigating social entrepreneurship without killing yourself as well, because, you know, you just get so lost in how to move forward. And then you just want to like binge watch Netflix or something because like, it's just too heavy. It's too much. <laughs> but <laughs> we've all been there. So, but what we've really come up with is, um, two, two really awesome things that we're going to, that are going to help move us forward in building that impact. And would you like to speak on kind of like our goals and what we built for 2020 and moving forward? Absolutely. So the one thing, I mean, all of it's really exciting, but the one thing that I'm very excited about is our membership directory. And so we have decided that one of the best ways to support our organizations here in India, as well as, um, are the their potential clients uh, abroad and internationally is by having a online database that is accessible where people can go in and look up who like where they want to go who they want to stay with what it is they're doing and all of the members in this database will have gone through our sustainability audit which is live, you can go, you can apply, you can do the sustainability audit. I am checking um, the submissions that we've had already. And uh, through that sustainability audit, they will get a, a ranking, a score. And so that is also fully transparent that clients can look at and see what this organization is working towards, what they've accomplished, what they're still working on and the ways in which their business 
can support and advance and help. And it's honestly something that I wish I had four years ago, <laughs> uh, which is why I'm really excited about it. And all of our our members of our community who were at this tourism shala last September are invited to join um as well as any any new members um and it'll kind of be evaluated on an annual basis and there'll be updates about that um in the future um but the directory is up and running and as a member um of stn there's a boatload of other uh, benefits that you can get as well as um along with discounts at tables for a, like table discounts at our events at the tourism shala uh, we are looking at having more monthly meetup type events um and so we really would want our members to come on board with that and also run their own mm -hmm. um which is all all that ground level community stuff that we're talking about is if there is a topic that is in our manuscript that is in sustainable network wheelhouse that you want to build out with your community, we will support you in doing your own workshop, your own monthly meetup, your own kind of brainstorming and problem solving within your community and we will 100% back you on that. Um, as, as a member, you'll also get like a membership logo to throw up on your website. And a big one from our side is that we will be able to then market you on our platforms, on our Facebooks, our Instagrams, and, and help with reaching those people that maybe you wouldn't have access to otherwise. Yeah, it's really about visibility. Like that's where we're where we're starting. Um, you know, going back to the conversation about marketing, and you know that includes like you know, are you leading a trip that would be perfect for you know people who are looking for these types of opportunities? You know, let us promote it for you. That includes paid promotion. Um, we'll be fully transparent, or we are fully transparent about the fact that our membership is a uh, thousand rupees per year, and that's basic, and which isn't much. Uh, that's you know twenty dollars Canadian, eighteen dollars, sixteen dollars US, um, and that 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 fee basically goes towards us helping you build out your network, helping you build your visibility, getting the message out there, and in terms of uh, you know the tables and events, you know exhibition of your products and services to a network that is looking for you. And that includes, because we're going to be doing a lot of work around getting ITOs to these events, um, especially because September seems to be a very busy time for different like travel marts and conferences, et cetera, especially, you know, surrounding World Tourism Day, really bringing, you know, both the international tour operators, um, uh, whether big or small, bringing them here to connect with you. You have the opportunity to you know, pitch yourself, sell yourself, meet partners, find new ways of collaborating. It's it's incredible even just what came out of the last tourism shala, like seeing different collaborative tours that were launched afterwards and, you know, incredible impact brands connecting with, you know, huge bloggers and media platforms to, to help with their visibility. Like we didn't even, you know, obviously we're expecting that to happen, but the the impact and like how big that actually grew in the last six months just from that event, I think is absolutely amazing. You know, the people who've reached out to us since the tourism challenge, just to be like, thank you, you connected me with so-and-so and now we're doing this. It's like totally heartwarming. 
And uh, sorry, I like just wanted to add to it, but please continue about all the things. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I I do one of the things that you'd mentioned about the event was this diversity, mm-hmm. and it's it was amazing. One of the biggest forms of that was people who have been in the industry for 40 years and people who have been in the industry for four months, right? So you have this huge wealth of experience that's being exchanged as as well as resources for people to collaborate over competition uh, and, and come together in these really, really powerful ways. Um, and so that's just, that's just our our event right like that's that's the the weekend event that is put, takes all of our energy and all of our resources um but it's it's here for our membership it's here for our community it's here for people to really feel that they aren't alone in this work because as we've mentioned many times it can be so disheartening especially if you feel like you're alone and so by making these connections with other companies with other organizations with bloggers with influencers with itos you are like fundamentally being supported in the work that you're doing, um, which I know for the last six months have been really helpful for us. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Like we have, honestly, I, sometimes I, I look back and I'm like, shit, we did a lot of cool shit in the last year. And, you know, a big part of it is also STN and being able to connect with organizations that we, you know, might have heard of through the grapevine and like are now friends, you know, acquaintances, people that we want to partner with or have already partnered with. And it's just provided so much value to everyone in within that little ecosystem or the little ecosystems that we're building within STN or under STN. And I'm really excited, like, for SDN, for us, for the organizations that are, you know, both for existing members, it's really exciting to see existing members like hopped on right away and just build out their form um, because all existing members uh, from the Tourism Shala of last year basically have a free membership until the Tourism Shala of this year and then they can renew. Um, uh, so it's it's amazing just to see that even after a little bit of hiatus and like, you know, working through the strategy and being transparent and honest and authentic about what that experience has been like, our community is still so gung-ho about moving forward and really helping us build this because the thing is, is like, we're just four people behind the scenes, but what makes this so powerful is the community that we're building. Those 60 tourism leaders are what helped us move forward and are really what encompasses like what the future of travel can look like. So what's really exciting though, is that we are, in the midst of planning our 2020 Tourism Shala, which is going to be a two-day event, Woo-hoo! which I'm so, so excited about, um, instead of it being like, you know, just a conference where we're all like in a boring room, not that that's what it was at all last year, <laughs> but to make sure that like it is transformative and impactful and educational and experiential, you know, we wanted to have, we wanted to break it up into two days where day one is going to be very similar to what we did in 2019. But day two is, which will be World Tourism Day, is all about um, really bringing that community together of all stakeholders. So not just the leaders in sustainable tourism, also people who are doing um, tourism activities that maybe don't totally fit into the STN like umbrella, but you know they're welcome to come and engage. 
Um, people have access to exhibitor booths to connect and promote what they're doing. Um, it's literally going to be open to the general public. So travelers and general public can come in, connect. We're going to have different workshops. So, you know, yeah, stay tuned for a brand storytelling workshop and assistance with marketing um, and other aspects of, you know, how to really get your brand out there, how to, you know, possibly, let's say, uh, one thing, actually, one thing we, we forgot to mention is with the sustainability audit, uh, you do need to meet a certain percentage in order to move forward into the into the community because, you know, we really want you to be pushing yourself to do the work. But that doesn't mean you get left out if you don't meet the qualifications. We work with you to make sure that you do meet the qualifications because we want more organizations. We want to we want this this network to be absolutely phenomenal and, and encompass you know, the dream is to encompass every tourism uh, organization or brand in India in this network. And uh, however, we understand there is challenges around sustainability, like whether it's, you know, within uh, your values, which I hope it is, or, you know, you're looking to connect more with the conscious consumer. Um, we help you um, move forward in implementing, you know, um, initiatives and activities and steps to get you from, let's say, let's say you're at like a 20 percent on our on our audit to like an 80 to 100 percent. And um, so we're not leaving anybody out. We're a very, very inclusive community. And we're so happy to have those conversations. So even if you uh, if you haven't filled out the survey, um, but you're thinking about, hey, this could be really good for me. You can just email us as well and like ask us questions about what's happening. You can book a call with Kelsey. Um, I always recommend filling out the audit anyways, just to see where you're at. And then Kelsey will connect with you and we'll give you kind of the next steps. But with that second day of the tourism shuttle, you can also expect a lot of that type of learning. Um, we also have different experiences around, you know, how to engage with India in a way that, you know, is not, may, might not necessarily be like, a walking tour or like going to the Taj Mahal, you know, it could be like a bike tour through the like amazing um, like gardens and farmland that's been built out at the venue that we've chosen, which is Karma Chalets um, just outside of Delhi and Gurgaon. Um, so it's going to have a really retreat like feel like we want people to feel refreshed and restored and ready for action once they leave. And we think that, you know, it can't just be the people and the energy in the room. It needs to be the atmosphere of the actual uh location. 100%. That was a main priority in planning this next shala is that we have been working so hard, all of us, all year long, and it doesn't stop. And it is just heavy work that we're doing. And so why not bring this event that can sometimes feel like a tourism conference and turn it into this restorative space mm -hmm. for the people who need it the most, who need that recharge, who need that support. It is a form of self-care as well. And and going back to uh, to what you said about the about the audit, Jasmine, and um, if people are a little bit nervous about where they're going to score on that scale. I just want to reassure people that like, I, I don't know, we've all had that experience where we're talking with someone about sustainability or we're talking to someone about social justice and they know more than we do. And there's this kind of hierarchy of knowledge mm. and this hierarchy of, well, this is what you should be doing and this is what you shouldn't be doing and these are the words that you need to be saying and I can't believe you say those words and and it's just such an attitude of exclusivity and just like 
making people feel alienated and lesser than and it's so harmful to community and it's so harmful to collaboration and so one of our main things actually from the beginning of starting STN was trying to make the sustainable travel network inclusive in our language and in our attitude and so we're never going to like look at an organization and say you're not good enough we're going to look at an organization and say okay this is where you're at right now here are the many different ways that we can help you get to a different level and then it's up to that organization to then buy into that or not figuratively of course um because because it does have to be on on their side of being willing to make those changes and we totally get if you're in a space where that's not possible there are cultural and community barriers that block all of us from being in the place that we want to be or 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 not and so just just wanting to reassure everybody that it might sound daunting Mm. to be like oh you need to sign up this membership, it's a thousand rupees and you have to do the sustainability audit. And then on your percentage, you get this, you know, score of whether you can join or not. It's, it's not that it's not daunting at all. It's a way for both of us as the sustainable travel network and as our members to come together, see where we're at and, and then build from there. And then also our members are the main driving force behind what our guiding manuscript looks like Mm -hmm. as well. And maybe Jazz, you could talk about the manuscript a little bit more because it's something that we're going to be revisiting um, every year. Yeah, absolutely. With the manuscript, um, our goal is really to get it in as many hands as possible. And, you know, one of our initial, you know, um, audience, target audiences for that was, was actually like educational institutions, as well as like policymakers and people who are at a high level, um, you know, tourism boards, et cetera. We want them to understand what is happening, what is happening, how can we solve it in a way that is not uh, super disruptive and keeps in mind um, uh, cultural sensitivity as well as, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess just in inclusivity uh, in that way, like making people not feel like you, you're you a bad guy, you have not been following these things, you're the worst. Like we want it to be like, hey, we get it. Travel is, uh, the tourism industry is constantly evolving and it's also one of the biggest um, industries for transforming the way communities work because it is such a, uh, it's, it's such a, a, an economy driver. Like it, you know, the, the, just seeing the differences in, you know, places like, you know, Jesselmere, uh, what's happened there in terms of, you know, experiences being kind of pumped out as if it's a machine instead of, you know, uh, as in like camel safaris, et cetera. Whereas like in Beacon Air, you know, always promoting Beacon Air, it's more of a, 
holistic, authentic experience where you're connecting with the community and you're understanding, you know, uh, understanding how rural life works instead of just like going to sand dunes and like taking a bunch of selfies. Like, yes, that can be super fun if you are an Instagram influencer. I get that. A lot of people do travel just for the photos, but let's go beyond that. And, it, and honestly, that's even addressed in the manuscript. It's understanding how we uh, can be better doesn't mean that we've been bad. A lot of it has come from misunderstanding and miseducation and, and not even realizing how one person can make such an impact on a destination or a community or even just one person and you know how that can turn into a chain of reactions. So the, the manuscript is really about you know diving deep to uh, the core of each issue that the tourism industry is facing. And of course, you know, we've only addressed 10 issues so far. You know, every year we're expanding on, on the issues, the challenges that we're facing, bringing in more solutions, as well as addressing, you know, what we've accomplished in, in the, the last year in evaluating like, okay, did we try these methods? Where did we fail? Where can we do better? Where can we in, introduce new concepts that, would, that, that are easier to grasp or easier to practice um, from various points of, as a stakeholder in the industry? And, you know, moving forward, uh, like uh, we, we've mentioned a few times that we're, we're very open to also bringing in people who like interns and volunteers who are looking to kind of access this knowledge and help us grow it out. Because the manuscript is quite a lengthy document to constantly go through, but it's also so educational and so powerful. It really does hold a lot of power. And we really do need to get it more into the hands of people, you know, from the top, at the top, because they're the ones who kind of, at the moment, I mean, we do live in a, you know, we live in this world. I, I'm not going to say anything more. Uh, we live in this world currently. And, you know, at the top, there is, you know, people want to make change. Uh, they're held back by systems and processes. And then at the bottom, from the bottom up, you know, we're held back by community and connections and uh, understanding how to approach the right people to to have systemic change take place. So that docu this document really kind of brings it in full circle. Again, going back to this idea of an ecosystem, like building in, like how do we bring everyone together in this community? Uh, because the, the communication needs to happen. And this manuscript is really to start those discussions and help people take action. So um, this year, we'll see a lot more added to the second edition. And I highly, highly recommend that you read the first edition. I think it's like 30 something pages, which can be a little bit overwhelming, but take your time. You don't need to read it all in one sitting. Like this is a journey. It's a journey for everyone. No one is perfect, but we're all trying. And that's all we can really ask when it comes to anything to do with sustainable development is how can you try something new? How can you implement something different that's gonna take us to another level? And again, going back to the individual impact, like you have no idea the power that you have as an individual, not only in the decisions that you make, but in your buying choices. So think really about how you can vote with your dollar, how you can you, you can vote with your word. How can you do something different by going off the beaten path, supporting an organization within our network to really see the change come uh, within the industry? So I feel like I'm getting a little bit emotional now talking about it, but that's, that's really what the manuscript is all about. Well, and getting emotional about it is why we've all opted into yeah. this. We all do this work because we care about it. Yes. 
Um, and we wouldn't want to be doing this work with people who don't care. And, and that's where we see communities degrade. That's where we see languages and culture and traditions disappear. And we've all borne witness to that. Um, and the effort of trying to keep the tourism dollar, India's money in India, Yes, tourism leakage. Uh, <laughs> another topic in the manuscript. <laughs> no, but it's it's it is so vital that that money that is invested in a community stays within a community because that's where it 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 is that ground level and and right now as a starting point that's what we have and perhaps on that wish list we have so much space for working with policymakers and policy changers and, and getting social action out there and and making these burning the candle from both ends right so making these ground level changes of of supporting local spaces and local companies and then also from the other side of these policy changers and policymakers, and and that's the goal. That's the dream of like just getting these both sides to come to this balance, this agreement of this is actually what works better for all of us if we do this together. And we've seen we've seen communities that that have done that and have done that successfully. Just look at Bhutan, mm -hmm. right? And so they have the, the local level and the policy level working together in balance, just agreeing that this is not only better for our economy, but it's healthier for our people. 100%. 100%. However, well, it works by Kelsey White. Thank you, Kelsey. Uh, we've. I feel like we could go on for so long. We're already at like... How are we doing? Oh, yeah, almost oh, an hour. All right. But... Um, I really, uh, thank you, seriously, uh, I always, I'm always inspired whenever I sit down and talk to you, which is every five minutes, um, <laughs> but it's like, I love, um, I love what we've been able to experience and observe and how we've turned it into something powerful, and um, like, thank you for what you've Honestly, for what you've given the industry in India, it's it's really powerful. And the people that you've connected with, like, like I'll be honest, like Kelsey White's, uh, I always address her by full name, sorry. Uh, <laughs> her impact and her influence on every person that she's met has been immense. And, you know, Kelsey's actually on her way out, heading back to Canada, taking all the, everything she's learned and experienced and, and the work she's done here, taking it back home to run an incredible um, guest house um, tourism and farm project in small town Alberta. Do you want to talk about it a little bit before we, before we sign off? Sure. Yeah. Um, it has, it's, it's been its own journey. Um, in 2003, my parents opened a guest house, and so I was 13 at the time and kind of grew up in high school, sort of side working, um, clean, cleaning the chalet, um, and just interacting with guests, and that kind of hospitality role has been embedded in me since that time. And I had kind of always known that I wanted to in some capacity work on my parents' farm and um, didn't quite know what that looked like. And so these four years in India doing experiential education and um, community connections and facilitation is really what I've been doing through tourism um, has helped determine what I want that space to be when I go back and take over. Um, and 
it, I would not be able to do that without the time that I have spent in India. And honestly, without the time that I spent at Hara House, it's, it, I knew, I knew coming on board with this team at, at Hara World would be incredible for my career and my learning. Um, and it's, Surpassed all my expectations. <laughs> now we're both getting the tears streaming down the face. Uh, but it's just the truth. Uh, and so I am fired up to head back. And the outline of that is still taking form, but it's a lot more clear than it ever has been. It's a um, guest house and retreat center. Um, and a community space. And so I will be pumping up a lot of local programming. Um, and there's a few different ideas about what that would look like. Of course, I need to speak with my community and be in that community in order before I determine what those look like. Yeah, but that goes full circle to how we started this conversation. Exactly, exactly. Um, and so, but working with, with kids, with the indigenous community, with um, the old folks population, because it's rural Alberta, so there's a lot of that, uh, and and making a recreational land use um, agreement uh, for people to come and walk the trails and ski the trails and um, use the land as really their own land and, and connecting people to themselves through nature and running workshops uh, in a retreat space and making meaning out of the mundane. It's so exciting. I know I will be heading there when I go home or when I go to first home, I'm trying to figure out what to call Canada at this point, but I will be heading there. We're all allowed to have multiple yeah. homes. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, it's challenging when you've been here for so long, having to, and then being married mm -hmm. to an Indian and trying to figure out what's home. Congratulations on that. Oh yes, yeah, I recently got married, everybody's surprised. Actually, I thought it was so cool. I'm just totally changing topics right now, but um, thank you to, to all the listeners. Like, I just got a message from Grant last week saying, congratulations, you're over a thousand downloads. Wow. And um, it was uh, really cool to see that the number that he had sent me on that day specifically was 1,011 downloads. So there's 1011, which has been a huge uh, reoccurring uh like sequence of numbers, just ones and zeros in the last year. And uh, it was really cool that I actually ended up not realizing it until sooner, sooner than later, um, that I, my wedding was on February 20th, 2020. So 2002, 2020. So leveling up in the world. And I think it's, it's a, it's a great sign, all of these numbers that we're all on the right flow and we're on the right path. And I think uh, Kelsey, honestly, the work that you've done here at How to World, like, in, like, just as me, like, thank you for everything. And um, I know India will miss you. You've in, you've impacted a lot of lives, and STN, uh, yeah, you you've just brought so much to the organization. Um, and for those in Canada, if you're looking for, um, you know, if you want to get in touch with Kelsey in regards to visiting. Um, Hidden Springs um, in the near future in Alberta. Um, Kels, how can they find you? Um, you can find us at www.hiddensprings.com. 
www.thepodcastmaker.com. Um, and that website's going to be updated. It hasn't been updated in 10 years. <laughs> oh, oh, there we go. Back full circle Barbie. again. <laughs> <laughs> um, which Jasmine has already been helping me with. But um, yes, that website will be uh, updated as soon as possible. Um, and otherwise, just hit me up on Gmail. I am... K-E-L-S-E-Y-K-A-Y-W-H-I-T-E um, at gmail.com. And we can talk about retreats and wilderness and connecting with yourself and with your community through nature. Yes. And I will make sure that Kelsey's info, as well as her 400 Instagram accounts, are available in the show notes. Wayfaring Sisters, where you want people to contact you. Yes, please. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, connect with Kelsey, and as always, if uh, if you want to chat more about these topics, if you're interested in STN, hit me up at jazz at hotterworld.com, or feel free to, again, send me a DM. I'm always open to people signing into my DMs. Um, again, <laughs> we do a lot of embarrassing songs to follow everything that we comment on. But uh, yeah, my again, Instagram is Jasmine Rain. And um, thank you again, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Kelsey, for this amazing episode. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, always. And uh, I feel like we should have started our own podcast series like ages ago. This has been such a treat. Yeah, <laughs> I, a lot easier than I thought it was going to yeah. be. See, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. So for those of you who are like, I want to get on this show, and you're like pooping your pants a little, don't worry. Everyone's nervous in their interviews. Feel free to reach out and ask any questions. And uh, always looking for cool new people to interview. So if you have any ideas, um, reach out to me. But thank you for listening. Um, we look forward to seeing you over on, oh yeah, we didn't even mention, uh, so we're over at sustainabletravelnetwork.com. Oh yeah. And our Instagram is stn.india. And again, I'll put that in the show notes. Come make impact in the tourism industry in India. Absolutely. Our, our tagline for a while has been create the future of travel. So come be part of that, that change. And uh, yeah, thank you again for listening. Uh, feeling inspired? See what other impact stories we have to share over on podartist.com. Be sure to subscribe for weekly updates from Grant and I about content, giveaways, and new episodes from Disruptors for Good and Impact India. Looking to learn more about social impact and conscious living in India? Hit me up on Instagram at Jasmine Rain. Cheers, friends!